When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And I want to give a big special thank you Really, 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 really big special thank you to someone who liked so many of our videos and everything that we did over the course of this past weekend, and that was Robbie Danzi. You get a big special thank you from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break, but I'll tell you what, it is truly, truly, truly appreciated. But if you can like, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos. Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Lakerholics.com, and of course our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, which helped distribute this show and also give the shout out on social media. And I cannot thank them enough for doing what they do for us. It is sincerely appreciated. Four games in, the exhibition season, and... <laughs> All I can say is that that I'm hoping it's just the exhibition season because once again, the Lakers collapsed in the second half, which we've been seeing pretty much the entire exhibition season so far outside of one big run on the last game. Even then, it still wasn't as close as the score indicated. And this time, it wasn't even close at all in the second half. The Lakers just couldn't find a way to stop them on defense and just couldn't produce enough offense throughout the game and fell pretty hard to the Phoenix Suns at home at the Staples Center, 123 to 94. There's some great concern. I know when I talked to Jamie Sweet, there was some great concern when I talked to Sean Grice. Both the guys from the Lakerholics.com will not be here tonight, but guess who is? It's the man himself. <laughs> behind Lakerholics.com. It's a good man indeed, and hopefully he's going to bring that positivity and that glass-full mentality that we joked about on the last show, which I already know he's heard by now. So I'm just hoping that he'll bring all that positivity because after watching this mess, we sure are going to need it. It is Laker Tom, and Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. 
there's a lot of people out there like me that are listening to this right now that are concerned about what we're seeing with the Lakers. I understand it's exhibition, but there's... Well, no, you don't. No, you don't, Gerald, because if you understood that it was exhibition, you wouldn't be worried. (laughs) Well, I am worried, and you know me. I'm a worrier by nature, and I see everything as a realist perspective, but I love hearing your your positivity point of view. And this is a time where I think Laker fans really need it because today they didn't have LeBron in the game. Okay. LeBron was sitting comfortably on the bench, but they did have AD and Russell Westbrook in there together for, you know, various amounts of time. AD looked pretty good in spots. He looked pretty comfortable out there. He did get whapped in the face, uh, unfortunately, and his eye started to swell up. So they, they sat him down shortly thereafter. Russell Westbrook still looks like a train wreck out there. Unfortunately, just it does not look pretty at all. And he needs to get himself. He just looks like a he looks like a fish out of water at this point with eight points, nine turnovers, and only five assists. And just it really looked bad at times. Three of twelve shooting. But again, the backcourt defense, the perimeter defense was something that really was very disappointing. I mean, at times, Chris Paul was just having way too much fun out there, especially when Austin Reeves was trying to cover him. That was just like like a kid in a candy store for Chris Paul. But there were some issues I have, again, and concerns. But you're going to alleviate it because it's exhibition season. So I want to ask you, my friend, are you at all concerned right now about where the Lakers are after four exhibition games? Well, I'd rather we were 4-0, but by the same <laughs> by the same. I... But by the same token, you know, you just have to understand that this is exhibition, and not only does it pass statistical, but also the eye test that it really doesn't matter. I mean, last year, the team that was 0-4 happened to be the Phoenix Suns. That didn't seem to damage their season at all. Good point. Four games in the entire season. We're already stung with the injury bug. We've got two guys out with injuries and so forth. And Russell Westbrook has, I think your your description of him as a train wreck has been appropriate. The turnovers, I mean, I know Russ is going to get a lot of triple doubles, but I hope none of them are going to include, not, you know, 10 turnovers because he's working on that. He really has been a fish out of water, like you said. But on the other hand, uh, As slow as it appears that this season is going to begin and probably with with, uh, Frank doing his normal early preseason and early season scrambling of rotations as he continues to test and so forth, it's it's probably going to take this team some time to get themselves in gear. I thought, though, that this was this was really an exciting game for me. I thought the first half. Well, no, I'm what I've been looking, what I look for in the game is the evolution of the offense or the defense. And what I saw in this game during that stretch where we made a 14-0 run and actually took the lead in the game was elite defense because we totally had them on their back heels at every position. And this was a lineup that basically was is potential, I guess you could say knowing Frank Vogel, that it's a potential with uh, Ariza out that he might resort to starting a center. And thank God DeAndre is proving to everybody that he is not going to be the one who would start if Frank Vogel were to do 
But that that lineup of Dwight Howard at center, um, AD at the four, Baysmore at the three, Ellington at the two, and Russ at the one. That was Ellington, a, that was Ellington a, looked lost at times. Still looks lost. Hey, that defense. Even all you want to do with a guy like Ellington is make sure that there's enough pressure that they can't isolate him and pick on him. And they okay. didn't in that particular case. He's not a plus defender, but he can be an equal defender, if you will, if he's put in the right circumstances, surrounded by the right players. And it's obvious to me that the starting lineup, with the one exception of whether or not it's, I think the starting lineup is going to be AD at center. And I think we'll see that in the next, in the next game, AD at center, Erickson, Ellington at uh, shooting guard, um, Baysmore at the three. LeBron at the four and AD at the five. Thank God. I still have issues on Ellington because he looked lost yeah. at several points in time, especially that there's last nobody shot. Else that, there's nobody else. They're going to trust. They're going to trust his shot. Well, they Malik Monk is, is out right shot. now. He, yeah, he's just, Monk, he's out Monk, and it's questionable. Well, hold Monk on. Let me get everybody up back to from speed. an injury, so he's he, not going to. Yeah, well, let me get everybody up to speed right now. So Malik Monk is out right now. They're hopeful that he'll be able to play in the regular season opener. He has a groin injury right now. And then also THT was out for the game with a thumb sprain, but it doesn't seem to be too serious. So they're not really concerned about it. Nothing too major as far as needing surgery or anything. So it looks like he'll be back in the lineup pretty soon. And of course, LeBron was out for rest. And then everybody knows Trevor Reza is out with ankle surgery. So like you said, there's some things they're going to have to so do. Who, who would you with. start instead of Ellington? Well, I'm I'm still White? probably put... Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I would probably put Kendrick Nunn ahead of Ellington because I think he's a little bit more. Uh, no, he's not. He's not as much of a sieve on defense as Ellington is because Ellington, they're just driving right by him left and right, and and he gets lost in perimeters. Like again, that last shot at the half where Landry Shamit, that was his man, and he got caught in the lane and was not aware of where he was. And that, those kind of things are inexcusable on defense. So. Again, I really think when it comes down to it, Kendrick Nunn, you should get that youth in there, get someone who can play a little bit better and more consistently than Ellington. Ellington's going to be hot and cold. If Ellington doesn't make yeah. shots, he is not going to be plus for you on, on the team. Yeah, but Elling, Ellington's reputation and his veteran status and and the expectation, I think, of LeBron and AD and the veterans on this team is that he's going to get the option to start. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Speaking of veterans and what you expect, Russell Westbrook, again, 3 of 12, 9 turnovers. It's preseason. He's on a brand new team with 14 new teammates. 13 new teammates, if you will. So, you know, and it's four games in, and we've never put out our best lineup out there. The games have all been plagued with periods from both sides of of G League players up and down, running up and down the court. 
nobody is planning any strategy. The older the veterans are, the less that they're really hustling and, and they're all just trying to not get injured. They just all want to get through the preseason without getting injured and hopefully finding their stroke. Other than that, nobody really cares about winning or losing other than probably the coaches. And, and in the end, they too understand that it's just preseason. It's just five or six games that you got to put in there because they're all so horrible that nobody is going to really feel justified in charging admission to them. Well, the thing I want to ask you is, though, AD looked more like AD that we're hopeful that it's going to be there for this season. He looked good as far as the backline defense. 19 points tonight in 28 minutes, six assists, three steals, three rebounds, and a block shot. He looked more like the AD that if he gets the opportunity, can make some real waves here in this season. So I want to ask you this. Were you encouraged by him personally on that basis? Yeah, you could. We saw stuff from him tonight that I don't think we saw other than in free, infrequent glimpses last year. It's like he never got started last year. So it, it's good to see him look dominating there. I mean, and his minutes against Aiton, he played very well. During that 14 0 run when we had great defense, he was all over the place. He was guarding on the perimeter, blocking shots in the interior. You know, him, you add Dwight to the fact that you had LeBron in his starting lineup uh, instead of eight, instead of DeAndre uh, Jordan. And if you, if you look at the situation that you have with, uh, with a other, with the players that you've got to say your top six players, you know, which in this particular case, I think includes Dwight Howard, who's, who's been playing very good on defense. Um, Still, the, the the illegal screen turnovers that he makes and so forth are frustrating. But Dwight Dwight played excellent tonight, and and uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. Teams have to match up somebody with him. They have to put somebody in there when you run him in there. So, and 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 I still think, although we didn't see it tonight, I still like the way that the Lakers have integrated using their centers outside as screeners. Um, in a motion offense, sometimes in cases of setting double screens uh, where they set a pick and then they roll off of that pick and set a second pick for a shooter coming up to the top of the key. Um, it's it's opened up the paint a lot more, but we just haven't seen the Lakers uh, superstars really attack the paint and drive. I mean, especially Russ. I haven't seen Russ been able to beat anybody off the dribble yet. You know, um, hopefully it's just preseason and uh, – you know, he supposedly is in full health and, and ready to go. But, you know, I, I definitely think that the top six players that the Lakers have look very solid, assuming that Ellington gets his shots like he's supposed to hit them. And then they have Monk coming off of the bench. I think Monk is, has been a really pleasant surprise. And the one thing I have to say about Mello is that I don't think he's going to shoot a lower percentage than he shot last year from three. I think he's going to get better shots this year. And he's the kind of established veteran who's who's not going to let the bright lights of L.A. dim his shooting percentage. I think he's going to continue to hit his shots out there. Well, that's um, one thing I wanted to ask you, because as mm-hmm. I stated on the last show, and I hopefully you got the chance to hear it. And yes, we were very yeah, kind to you in that show. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this in regards to Mello, because Mello is at an age right now where he doesn't have the same kind of physical status that, that LeBron James right. has at a similar age. And the fact is you're only going to get 
vintage mellow at certain points of time during the season where you're going to get one vintage mellow and then you're not going to get a vintage mellow. looks like it's going to be an on off type of thing. And that's what, that's what we've seen so far in this preseason. But today, 17 points, five of seven shooting from three. That's got to be a solid sign. I'm really encouraged by that. Your thoughts on Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. It, you know, Melo is always going to be one of those players where if he, if he does, Five things right. There's probably three things that he did wrong. His, his silly offensive fouls and, and and things that he tries to pull off, which are which fall more on the uh, Shack and Fool side of the of the four turnovers. Than, you're right. Yeah, it's just it's it's the dumb plays that sometimes Dwight does. It, it's a price that you have to pay for certain players. It's the high turnovers on on Russ and, and LeBron. You know, they're just they're going to make those attempt for those home run passes, no matter what you do. And you just have to live with it. But as I said in, in beforehand, I, I trust, you know, I trust Mello to hit those shots that other guys who came to the Lakers with high percentage three point records couldn't hit. And I think that's an important factor as you get through the season. I think well, he'll, as be, I told you before, he'll be, the six the... Man. he'll be one, he'll be one of the teams, two, six men. I think it's going to be between him and none. Well, as I told you before, during the offseason when they first got Mello over to the Lakers, if this is Olympian Mello that you're getting, you're going to get someone that's just going to be spotting up from the three-point area. Yes, he does his post-ups. you got to make him happy with some post-ups every now yeah. and then. But if he Not spots up from Not three, too many, though. yeah, too many. But if he spots up from three and he gives you that option, he could hit 40, 42, 43% like he did last year. Maybe even a little bit higher. If he hits 45%, He's going to be someone that's out there that defenses have to worry about, even if he's just out there on the court. He is a player, and and I think also Monk is the, as the other guy. I, I said none, but I really meant Monk. Both of them have the ability to come in and score from all three levels, and they're they're known not only as high high octane people, but they they get hot and they get on streaks where basically everything is going in. So they can come in and turn a game around, you know, and and put four or five straight baskets, including a pair of threes in there, and and really ignite uh, and change the whole rhythm of a game. It's funny, though. When I was watching this game tonight, one of the things that I was really impressed with was every single time it seemed that there was a rush of players up and down the court, the Suns players were making every one of their layups where our guys were just missing layups left and right, not finishing, you know, and sometimes because of good defense, sometimes 80 going too fast or, or one of the players just flying down the court and not being under control. And a lot of that is, is the continuity that, that when you, we've been playing against a couple of teams, the Suns and, and the Warriors even um, when they've got most of their players, except for clay out on the court who have good continuity over the last, not over just a last couple of seasons, but over four or five years where they've got players that have really been playing together. We've got 11 new guys on this team. And that's another reason why I think it's, it's crazy to get over, over worried about and over concerned about the various things that you're seeing that aren't doing right. Instead, whether you're half glass empty or half glass full the thing that we should be focusing on is what are you seeing in each game that is showing that the team is getting better at what they're doing? And what are you seeing that is different from what you saw last year on the offensive end? They're running five outs. They're running five outs. Even when they got a 
low post traditional center in the game. Instead, they're having Jordan and 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 Dwight come out and set screens for shooters to open up open up opportunities. Um, and while doing that, keeping the lane wide open so that there's a lot a lot better opportunities for players to drive. We just have not seen that because the players haven't played with each other enough so that they've developed the habits and they understand where they should be and, and, and where the player expects you to be if you're going to be passing. And they haven't been playing with their full lineups. They haven't been playing with LeBron out there in those games, and, you know, or, uh, or AD in some of the games. We still haven't played the three superstars together. So there's a, there's a big factor of that. Defensively, my God, we've been horrible for most of the season. Um, I think we ranked 27th out of 30 teams in three seasons so far. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Is this a concern for you? Because again, I am taking a hard... Yeah, they're all concerns, Gerald, but they're not anything... Well, hold on. Let, me, let me explain this. I'm taking a hard and long look at the perimeter defense. I'm taking, making sure that, <laughs> that if, what's going on as far as the switching... Are they staying with their man? Are, are they driving easily by the Lakers? I don't see the problem with the back line of the defense because AD, like tonight at times, was really dominant back there, and then they can really plug up the hole real fast with or without a, a DeAndre or Dwight. It's the backcourt defense. It's just it's concerning me. It's concerning me because well, they're not able a, to keep But a lot of that, up. but a lot of that in this this whole idea of, of defense on a string and of playing having your teammates expect you to always be in the right spot because you know how to rotate. Well, we've got a, we probably have four or five guys who naturally aren't good defensive players. That's the monk. That's, you know, uh, uh, Ellington for sure. And, and, and at times, at times it's even THT and, and some of the young kids that we have, but the team is really, I, when you, you should watch that 14 0 streak again. Because you saw there five of our top six players, just LeBron being the only guy out and not on the court. You saw those guys really play shutdown defense for that whole stretch when they made up a 14-0 run. And that defense was great perimeter defense because they were forcing plays to start out way outside. And they were also switching the defense. They're rotating when they needed to rotate. They were helping out when players got beaten by guys. But... That entire defensive sets of possession set up all of the offensive plays at the other end, whether they were fast breaks or they were early offense opportunities. They were all a result of having turned that ball over and going down. And even during that stretch when they made their 14-0 run because their defense was so good, you could see almost the Suns choking on a couple of open, wide-open jump shots that they ended up getting in certain possessions. 
guys couldn't make those shots because things weren't falling. You know, you're in a you're in a slump where you see the other team is racking up the points and the game's now tied and so forth. You know, I keep looking at those things in each game and so far, and they give me enough confidence to feel that I don't feel any different. That you know, I think that the Lakers. The only biggest concern I have probably is Russ Westbrook as as to what's going on with him and and why he hasn't, you know, I mean, we, part of it too, is that every team seems to be definitely not going after offensive rebounds. I mean, there's like four guys in one, all in one uniform at each end after a shot is missed. Um, So it's, it's really hard to run on, on, you know, in the preseason apparently, but you know, until you get into those combinations of players who are a good portion of his garbage time. The last two the last two games, supposedly, we're going to play our superstars. So it'll be good to see what happens then. I think you'll get a better sense of that, and we're playing against the, the Warriors in a preview of the opening night. So that'll be an interesting game, and you know that Golden State will be gearing up just like every team does to beat the Lakers. Um, and then we go to Sacramento. And again, that should be the final game final tune-up for the regular season, <clears throat> and the Kings are are really looking forward to playing us, so that'll be a good game, too. But that is Tuesday, and we'll be back Tuesday night to talk about that game. Hopefully, we'll be better. Like you said, it, with all three of the superstars for the Lakers should be back on the field, on the field, but should be back on the court for the, the Lakers facing off against the Golden State Warriors. It'll be at the Staples Center. So we're looking forward to seeing if they're going to mesh a little bit better. Hopefully we'll be seeing some better results from Russell Westbrook. But before we head on out, my friend, it is Lakerholics.com, the beacon of positivity for Lakers fans at Lakerholics.com because the eternal optimist himself, I'm going to call you Mr. 67.5 this season. How about that? We're going to call you Mr. 67.5. Because remember, that's between 65 and 70. That's what you were predicting. So 67.5. So Mr. 67.5, my good friend, Mr. Laker Tom, what do you have in mind for Lakers fans out there at Lakerholics.com? Well, I, I think basically the message that I want trying to, to give both in the podcast, and, and, and it's actually my my interpretation of everything that's happened so far this season is that the Lakers are in, in good condition. You know, they're hopefully they haven't had any of the really critical critical players injured. Um, So that's a major plus. Um, We're seeing an AD looking like the AD that's that we had two years ago that won a championship. Um, LeBron appears to be healthy and motivated and uh, uh, looks just amazing when you consider that this is uh, you know, I'm he's definitely, he's definitely the Tom Brady of the NBA. You know, I mean, I watched Brady the other day and just like, how can the guy keep doing that? You know, that's um, funny because we're LeBron, all trying to figure out, did he lose weight? Did he gain weight? He just looks good right now. He just he looks does, like he's you know, in really um, good shape. He looks, he, he looks <laughs> athletically. It's you like know, Laker Tom, I think we got to go in the, in the off season. I think we got to go to Italy too. Maybe that'll get us in better shape. Yeah. How about that? Or, or we, or we spend a million bucks on our bodies. Well, that too. Well, yeah. that, that option we don't have, unfortunately. So can I borrow yeah. your credit card? <laughs> well, shoot. The other thing people don't realize too, it's not just writing a check for a million dollars. You know, the regimen that he work with, the regimen that he puts himself through is like another entire job. Yeah, it's like having a full time job and coming home every night for another eight hours worth of effort just to keep yourself in shape. 
everybody thinks that, you know, uh, you know I, I'm sure there are very few other players in the league and probably, you know, you could count them on one hand, even if there are some. I'm sure it's just limited to one hand who put as much time, personal time into actually training and staying in shape that LeBron does. I mean, that's everybody. Genetics is a big part of it, I'm sure. But but it, there's an awful lot of hard work and grind that he's he's really put into his craft in order to to remain at that same level of athleticism, you know, that he has. Um, you know, you combine that with the talent and the experience and the, the, the just the basketball smarts that the man has, and you know, that's a big difference. You know, it's a big difference that makes. 29 point difference in the night's game, you know, I'm sure. But, you know, even motivation, you can't tell other than, other than every team preseason, regular season, or postseason love to beat the Lakers. Well, again, we'll see what's how going. Again, we'll see what's going on with the Lakers on Tuesday. But during that time, if you can, please stop by Lakerholics.com, read all the great articles that Laker Tom has waiting for you at Lakerholics.com. See what Sean Grice, aka the Magic Man, has in store. Hopefully we can get these guys together because I know that there's a serious talk that Sean wants to go ahead and have on this podcast in regards to the coronavirus and the NBA uh, that Laker Tom and him want to go back and forth on. So we're holding that off until he can, he and Tom can get on the uh, air together. Maybe that'll be Tuesday. We'll wait and see, but also check out Jamie sweets, five things articles as well. I know he's got one in store. I know I spoke to him earlier and he shares the same concerns that I do, but again, We've got some great stuff going here at Lakerholics.com. Please be part of the con- – well, he's not concerned, but I am. Please be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And for us here at the Lakers Fast Break, I'm looking for more great interviews. Not only will we have recaps of the Sacramento Kings game later this week and, of course, Golden State coming up here on Tuesday, but I have more team previews coming up in store for you. I'm looking forward to going ahead and recording more interviews coming up this week with some great fans and podcasters out there. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I can get Joe Soror on from LakersBall.com. We've been trying to get aligned on our schedules, and I know he's a big Dodgers fan, so he's really in tune with what's going on with the Dodgers right now, and we'll see what happens there. I mean, hey, they're at least playing, Tom. <laughs> My Angels and your Yankees are not. So mm-hmm. what can we say about that? So, what, what, Dodgers, is that is that a sport? What? Oh, how very funny. It's Think the Chavez Ravine. How about that? How Chavez about that? Ravine, yeah. That, That's that a beautiful state. Could have been it's a great old, housing community for good. housing community for people there. <laughs> Fair enough indeed. But make sure you go ahead and like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you can to take care of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. And at Laker Tom on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. Check out there all the stuff he's doing, all the stuff he follows. Go ahead at Laker Tom on Twitter. But Tom, any last thoughts on the Lakers before we head on out? Just stop worrying, Gerald. You know me. Come the 19th, everybody's record will be 0-0. Zero zero. The Lakers will be ready to go. They'll play the three superstars. They're going to start Anthony Davis. And that alone, the changing of starting Anthony Davis and going small, is going to be the catalyst that's going to turn this into the championship season we've all been waiting for, the 18th NBA championship. Well, I certainly hope you're right. You see 80% full on this bottle of water. I see 20% empty. So we'll (laughs) go from there, my friend. But it's great to have you back talking Lakers. Great to have you here. 
Anytime, Daryl. Anytime. Oh, appreciate it. Well, Tuesday night, my friend. Tuesday yep. night after the game, we'll see if things get better because we are scheduled to have all three big players, the big three, in the lineup. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they mesh. How along they with, along with Ellington and Baysmore. Yeah, Baysmore. Look, he looked okay at times on the defensive and offensive. There were some good things and some not some good things I saw from Baysmore tonight. And I, according to his, what length, his length, really helps him defensively. It, it does. He it made. does. He looks so much taller than he is just because of his length. And it's but really he, strange. As if you hear from the people at Golden State, he is prone to some boneheaded mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And that's something we're going yeah, to. But he's also the, the the announcers made a good point though that he's actually he's actually a great fit on the Lakers for having played with Stephen Clay. You get your points playing with Stephen Clay by just really being alert all the time. That's the same way being in the right spot and being alert, and that's the same thing that happens with LeBron and AD and and with Russ. And so, as we saw know. tonight, he's really good for the corner three. If we yeah. make sure that he's there for the corner three, he can hit at a high percentage of them. So yeah. and he's not afraid. Something. He's not afraid to shoot. No, no. That's one thing. When he was on the Lakers before, and yeah. on the Lakers now, that's one thing he yeah. is not well, afraid I, of. I've always liked. I always like Kent. You know. Was, yeah. Well, you want volume three shooter. There you yeah. go. But it is the Lakers. We will be back on Tuesday. Maybe I'll even have something in the interim. We'll see. But definitely be back Tuesday night. Lakers post game against the Golden State Warriors. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we'll have not only Laker Tom, but hopefully get the whole gang from Lakerholics.com in here. But again, if you have any questions, comments, or anything you want to tell us, Lakerholics.com or Lakers Fast Break or the Lakerholics Facebook group as well. Again, before we leave, a big, huge shout out to Robbie Danzi, who liked everything that we did in the past few weeks over here. Uh, she did that, liked it on Facebook over the past few years. She gave like seven, like over a dozen likes <laughs> on the stuff that we did here on Facebook. So big shout out to her cannot thank her enough for doing so as a fellow lakers fan go lakers but we will be back on tuesday looking forward to it right here at the lakers fast break podcast